enough. Okay, we fair cannot enough. sit here fair and blanket all men and dismiss, oh, they're young men and they were yeah. drunk, right. therefore it doesn't count. Because there are so many young men out there who do drink too much, but then make sure their friends get home and they make sure right. tons of young women I get do home. think so. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strongcast. I'm your host, Armstrong Williams. And today's Strongcast follows um, literally in real time watching and listening to the hearings on Thursday uh, with the professor, the Senate um, panel, uh, and the prosecutor. And, you know, it just gives you a whole different perspective when you watch another human being. You know, no matter what your feelings may be, whether you're on the right, and I won't Kavanaugh confirm because I don't think that what happened when he was 16 and 17 years old should disqualify him from being on the court. But I was taken back by the fact that Professor Lazy Ford never had lawyers, if this is true, because she felt she didn't need a lawyer. She felt it was no big deal. She was just seemingly a very naive professor who really felt in principle that she had been violated. Now, when and growing up, you know, I've never tr tried alcohol. But I do know guys and women who drank in their teens. I, do, I knew about trains being run by guys and by women. I did know that happened. I, I do know that if, if I if we were to look at what's happening in the 80s and the 90s, it certainly would be considered assault and a violation today. But that was a different world at the time. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I came through the Justice Thomas confirmation hearings. And it's one thing as someone who was championing Justice Thomas, who knew Anita Hill and knew Justice Thomas, and I, I defended him basically based on my experiences with, with Anita, because she encouraged me to make him my mentor and my hero and to travel with him and what a good man he was. And so there was never anything in the conversations that would lead me to believe that Anita was telling the truth. But I had a lot of respect for her. I mean, she was a very intelligent, very bright lawyer. And you realize I could far more and it was very traumatic at the time with Justice Thomas, but I could far more embrace what happened to Justice Thomas as an adult when it was real time on the job as professionals than some teenager who's 16 and 17 years old. I mean, the fact that these hearings are actually taking place, because Judge Kavanaugh and Professor Ford and all the others are not on trial, uh, this political trial, based on them being adults. It has to do with what happened when they were children. And even if they committed a crime at the time, the standards for punishing kids is quite different from how you punish an adult. And so you ask yourself, uh, no matter what happens and no matter what the outcome is, Devin and Shelby and Rachel, Rachel it's going to set back women, whether you like it or not. It's not going to be anything good for women in the long run. Because what are you saying now? Does it just stop? Because you know what's going to happen. It's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The Republicans are just waiting on the day where they can come back and do the same with Democrats when they uncover something they may have done in high school. It's no different than when they went after Bill Riley for sexual harassment. They never saw Charlie Rose. They never saw Matt Lahr or any others being swept up by this new standard. So I asked the question, I don't really want to get into whether she's telling the truth or not, because that's, I, I can't say whether she's telling the truth or not. I actually felt sympathy for the woman. And I'm not here to beat up on her and I'm not here to judge Judge Kavanaugh. I still believe he should be confirmed. But what is this telling us? What is happening to our country? Well, I think that's a more important conversation. 
in terms of what is the aftermath of let's it's the Me Too movement. I mean, I think there's whether it's this trial or the Bill Cosby's and the Harvey Weinstein's and kind of how out of control I think the movement is and how it might impact women like us and our children in 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And if you go back to December, there was an interview that Condoleezza Rice did for CNN in December of last year, 2017. And she talked about how she had serious concerns about this movement and how it was going to, to your point, set back women because men, at, the way I view this movement is, I can say Armstrong, we were, we were watching the, the um, hearing today alone an hour ago. And I could say, you know what? He touched me in that hearing. And no one will believe that you didn't because I'm a woman and I said that you did. Yeah. And, and, and that, that sums it up. That is, that's, that's the, that is where our society is. And so as a man, I can't blame you for saying, I'm going to hesitate to promote you. I'm going to, you're not even going to get a chance to be promoted because I'm not going to hire, hire you. you. Yeah. And that is something that I think the movement is, is oblivious to. Yeah, I, I will tell you, as a professional woman, I've noticed a change. And some, I, I work around a lot of politicians. And I think, and, you know, we've all been around them. And I think sometimes in this field, politicians specifically um, have blurred these lines sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about this before, Armstrong, particularly men with power and influence sometimes think that they can blur these lines. I have noticed a big shift, though, that I think is sad is that I've literally have gone up to colleagues that I've been professional with for years, never felt uncomfortable, great, amazing men mm -hmm. that I would feel perfectly fine, you know, being hurt and incapacitated and having them walk me home at night, okay? And literally coming up to give me a hug and stopping and saying, oh, whoa, whoa. As a woman, as, a, as an individual who, hey, you know me, and now you're automatically putting this veil of suspicion around every woman that you interact with is A, like, okay, play it safe, just the same way as a woman. I don't care if you're black or white. If I'm walking home at night is by myself, I see a guy walking the other way. I put my keys out. I get real suspicious, and I assume you're all serial killers. And now you're seeing <laughs> it's about being safe, right? And now you're starting to see men do the same thing. I do worry, though, about particularly maybe not in our age because I'm in my 30s now. I'm more established. But I could see a lot of men just saying, I'm not going to bring in female interns. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to even deal with the opportunity that this could happen or just the, the, the normal stuff, the logistics. Okay. If we're going to have a meeting, I need three random people also on staff that we know don't work and don't do nothing, but we're going to have them in this project too, because we need everyone to babysit each other. And you can't operate a, a company, an organization, a coffee shop with so much suspicion and mistrust. So, so Rachel, so should what happened 36 years ago when someone is a teenager and really have no idea about what the good Lord may have in store for them 30 or 40 years ago. Should this be a disqualified, let's just say all things even, let's say everything she said is true. Everything she said is true. Should it disqualify him? Anybody else? Because listen, they talked about exposing themselves. Bill Clinton exposed himself as an adult in the White House as president of the United States. Okay? Right. I, mean, I mean, listen, Ted Kennedy was drunk at Chappaquiddick Killed and him. a woman died. 
And I think that a lot of those incidents are what has set the precedent for leading up to a culture that we're in now of so much hysteria and so much automatic belief for these accusers, which I think is the larger problem here. I think that it is important to consider the actions that someone takes when they're a teenager because we try 17-year-olds as adults in this country. We do. There are states where we try 17-year-olds as adults, and I think that someone that sits on the Supreme Court needs to have a moral character that would not allow them to take such an insidious action. So let me stop you again. Wait. So tell me the crime Kavanaugh committed and what she described. So I think that if there was a sexual assault performed by a nominee of the Supreme Court, that should disqualify them. I haven't seen that evidence there. No, based on what she said. It would have been she's attempted. It would have been attempted sexual Attempted assault. rape. And maybe false imprisonment. Because it was not she rape. Says, she said it was not. She no, thought it, so, she was afraid for her life. She thought it was going to be rape. We have to remember that there's different state laws and how these things are defined. And particularly in the late 80s and 90s, a lot of these laws were reformed. So things like penetration, um, uh, even up, I think, in 1994, it wasn't even a crime in some states to rape your own wife because it was seen that you were automatically always consenting because it was your wife. I, so at most, it would probably have been sexual assault right. with attempt to rape, maybe second degree, and maybe false imprisonment because she says he locked the door. I do think, though, that I am someone that thinks that he should be confirmed. And I do think that there hasn't been evidence proving that he is guilty of any crime, however we're defining it. That being said, I think that every woman or every victim who is accusing someone of a crime of that nature has the right to be heard, not necessarily the right to be believed. And that is, I think, the real difference here, where she is being heard, this is something that needs to be taken seriously, but I haven't seen evidence. Let me tell you what's troubling for me. Not as a man, but as a human being. I actually thought she believed what she was saying. I so wanted not to believe her let me be clear. I didn't want to believe her. But I found myself, and she could tell she was terrified. She was just frightened. I really found empathy for her. Not that, again, Kavanaugh should be confirmed, but I realized that, man, she's a human being too. She is being exploited. The Democrats, the Republicans, this is what this is what they turn. This is, is what they turn yes. the authority this into. Is, I, I, I've said this numerous times. The fault of this circus to both of these, to these people is on Senator Feinstein. The record shows that, A, this woman didn't go to 15 different media outlets, hire, you know, porn lawyers, and go out of her way to go on every TV show to tell her story. She contacted her congressperson first, which I think was a smart, very good idea. That congressman put her in touch with Feinstein. Feinstein had the information and chose to sit on but it. But let me stop you a minute. Let me just stop you a minute. That's the problem. Because I want to be more than fair here today. Look, put yourself in Feinstein's shoes. They already feel it's a witch hunt. They're very sensitive. It's a delicate situation. You have this person coming forth. You don't know if this person is telling the truth or not. And you know immediately if you put this on the table with other senators, what they're going to say. The Democrats have this conspiracy against Judge Kavanaugh. So listen, I'm here to tell you, she was in a tough situation. In my estimation, she really didn't want to, she didn't know what to do. She had this evidence. How would you react any differently? And she there would have been questions about her motives so at the time. She was in a tough situation. With the chairman. Or she why would you also not, policy. I'm sorry, go to the local police department and say, I'd like to file, report a sexual assault? Well, the assault? professor was leading her actions. She asked her to keep it confidential. There's also statute of limitations, with, unless it's like murder and certain other crimes. Um, I think in this situation, again, this isn't a, a criminal issue. 
Okay, right. this isn't a prosecutor. There isn't a due process issue. Even though there should be in principle, there isn't the actual standards of a, of a congressional confirmation hearing. hearing. But what she should have done, this has been her colleague for hundreds of years. They've both been on the Senate since, you know, 1805. Um, she should have called him on the phone and said, Senator, come down to my office. I need to talk to you about this. Me and you figured this out. And it's go not easy there. to get a senator on the phone like that. Oh, please. No, no, no. Well, Einstein and him have been on that same committee. She's been ranking. Oh, you're, you're talking about with Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she should, should have revealed it. Yeah. Right. I agree. Those two should have right. sat down and been senators we, and adults we, we about agree. it. But I want to go to something that Rachel was saying. I don't believe. So let's. Maybe this did happen. In, in the she believes days. it happened. Okay, let's so just let's say that. She believes it happened. They're, unlike the Harvey Weinsteins, the Bill O'Reilly's, all of these other executives who have been taken down by the Me Too movement, I don't believe there's a consistent pattern of behavior that makes me think that he's not morally capable of sitting on the Supreme Court. Here's what you're not saying. Here's what you're not saying. While he may have been reckless in his youth, when he became an adult and mature, all this was behind him. It's, and everyone could only praise his character. He learned. He, he grew up. And, the, and the, like the Ramirez claims have been, I think, largely debunked. The whole and then this other Even woman, the New York Times, not, yeah. totally and then the, this the gang raping yeah. ring that apparently it happened. That she, and then this woman went to multiple parties where gangs are happening. I mean, she's a lunatic. So I don't think there's been enough de other definable consistent behaviors that make me think that this guy is a sleazeball and he has no business sitting on the so, Supreme Court. But he's not, he's not a sleazeball. He's, a, he's an I, honorable I, I guy. Agree with you. I, I totally agree with, agree with that in concept. And I understand saying this is an action that someone took when they were young, they've grown up, they've had time to mature. The thing that concerns me about that is where then do we start applying that cutoff to what actions? How can we... 21. How can I we have create to a blanket system for that, because to me, that's the problem. And that's why when you asked me earlier, I said, no, I think that if he was guilty of a crime and there was true evidence to prove that, that it should disqualify him. But then you're I do disagree, though, on this concept, though, that, oh, that they were young, da, da, da. At the end of the day, let's remember what we're talking about here. This is insulting, by the way, to the millions of amazing men out there that at 13, 14, 15, yes. 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20 have all been drunk or drank too much at parties, and they would never, ever Forced themselves into a room with a woman, put their, if this is, if, if what she's saying is true, true right. wouldn't, I've been at parties, I went to college, I had a great time, and I know I've put myself in situations, and I can name. Have you ever been a member of a fraternity? Uh, no, but I will tell you this. Fraternity is breed okay, this kind but, of behavior. But, I hate yes, to tell you this. I, I agree, but agree. what we need to okay. say, what I think needs to be made clear here is, there are millions of young men out there that, A, if were there, would have not egged it on, but punched the guy in the face. Yep. Two would have helped that woman get Not if home. they're drunk, too. No, no that's, that's true, not I'm true. Sure. That's and as someone who has never had a sip of alcohol, I think uh, yes, you can't right. say, okay. you know. Okay. We cannot sit here Fair and blanket enough. all men and dismiss, oh, they're young men and they were yeah. drunk, right. therefore it doesn't count. Because there are so many young men out there who do drink too much, but then make sure their friends get home and they make sure right. tons of young women I get do home. think, too, that there's this understanding that in the society we live by a moral code, it's not don't murder after age 21. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you that. You don't but touch then, women. But, but then you're also saying that if you've ever made a mistake in your life, oh, yes. you're disqualified right. for future things. That's, that's calling that a mistake? Are we, well, what calling... are you gonna, we can't call it anything because we don't know what well, it no, was. What I'm saying is we, we started this conversation on the fact that, okay, let's say that what she said is true. Sure. That's, that's, okay, that's, well. 
So if we're going based off that, this wasn't he yeah, that came in she for believes it's true. Yeah, yes. that's where yeah. that's what yeah. we're starting right. from that but point. But he's all saying it's not true. No, I'm saying when we began this conversation, no, we're saying yeah, if yeah. she's if we're all going to say in this moment that what's what she's saying is true, then blah blah blah. He's young. I'm saying a young man. What she's saying is they came in, they pushed her into the room, they locked the door, mm -hmm. they laid on her, he kept trying to get her clothes off, and he put his hand over her mouth sure. when she started to scream. That is not behavior that all young men do, so who cares? But I think if that, you're taking that as true. But I think you, the one thing that you're saying that I think is, is uh, uh, unfortunately correct is, I, wa I was watching ABC with Armstrong, and there's this woman saying, well, all women have been ex exposed to this by men. All women have been a victim of this type of behavior, which is so far from the truth, to your point that, most young men would never do what may or may not have happened or what may have happened. Mm -hmm. And to say that most women have been a victim of it, I think is insulting to women and to the men and that the men. are the ones I that think did it, it. I think it is prevalent. I, I think it, it, it is, it, it does. You think it's pervasive? Prevalent. Yeah, yeah, I, I think um, when you were just saying with this, I, I used to work a lot of the campus sexual assault Title mm -hmm. IX issues. There is, I think particularly in certain um, entities. So you've got, and not to stereotype, but there's true to a lot of stereotypes. Yep. This was there, a upper, for a white, rich, middle-class Bethesda suburban <laughs> kids, athletes. Including her. Including her, oh. with access to mommy and daddy's money, excuses, and liquor. And I went to a very wealthy high school where kids would just be opening up mommy and daddy's cabinets. These parents were like gone on vacations in, in France for two, three weeks at a time. And things were crazy. Whereas the poor kids, we would never do some crazy stuff like this, A, because we didn't have any money for liquor. But a lot of this behavior, you're seeing it, like you said, through frats. And there is this, this culture where it's allowed. And I think part of the Me Too movement of, of the positive of this is saying, okay, you guys, no, this isn't appropriate behavior. Just sure. like we've talked about as women. There's some things in the professional world where you just have to balance, like, okay, look, maybe I'm just gonna let him look at me like that, even though I know that's not appropriate because I really know that I'm up for this. Let me, let me ask, let me mention you this make to Rachel. Those balances. One of the things, uh, of course, you know, Justice Thomas is my hero. He's my mentor. I get to see him often. He's, he's my brother. Obviously, he's back at the forefront. And obviously, uh, I don't know if it's any different, but still, if Judge Kavanaugh finds himself on the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court has been the most trusted body of all three branches of the government, hands down. Nothing else is close. The ratings did tank, approval ratings did tank after the Thomas Anita Hill hearings, but they're up soaring again. How does this actually impact the court going forward? if Kavanaugh is confirmed. So the Supreme Court, this being a Supreme Court nomination is what I think makes this so different. So to your point, I do think that recidivism, recidivism is important. I do think that people can grow and learn, but those people are not your typical candidates for being members of the Supreme Court, being nominated for life. If there is not a standard that is separate from the way that we would hold a standard to a corporate CEO or someone living a regular civilian life, then we can't have that level of trust that we've seen. And we need that for our justice system. But do we need in. an impossible bar? I don't think it's an impossible bar. I don't know. I am willing to bet you, if you were to go back on the Supreme Court and investigate really deeply all the justices that served, you'd be shocked. 
Mm -hmm. Particularly given oh, the era yeah. that they, where they were in. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, listen, come on, no, these, these there are no clean hands here. Yeah, okay? this is, first of all, there's a huge problem in this country with how much deference we've given to the United States Supreme Court. I mean, they've they've ruined the lives of millions of people for generations. If you, just from some of the cases that they ruled out. You're looking at anything from uh, Japanese concentration camps to upholding Jim Crow. These have had long-lasting impacts that literally allowed slavery to go on for the 100 years. So we shouldn't be giving these people deference anyway. They're people with political political agendas, they always have And they're it. human like everybody yeah, else. we've created this romanticized idea that they're this separate, bigger entity because sure. of Mulberry versus Madison, and it's insane. And so, Rachel, it doesn't matter whether uh, Kavanaugh is confirmed or not, whatever justice they put up next will have the same challenge. There's always something you can find know, in the background. You know, that's not if it's a Democrat, Republican. I think there the will be challenges. I think that anyone, I think it's true, that anyone makes mistakes as a teenager, underage drinking, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, but violent sexual assault, attempted sexual assault, murder, there are lines there. And it goes back to my previous point where it's hard to know where we draw that line. And I think that's something that as a society... Well, well there's no question that Kavanaugh uh, parted, got drunk. Right, like and I don't think he was a virgin until he was what in his like twenty. I mean, that, the fact that he has to discuss well, that is awful. Is embarrassing to it's our awful. our country. I don't know, but see, at the same time, the the irony of this is as, for him being a judge is this is somewhat why uh, rape and sexual assault um, case law has evolved as rapidly as it has. Is you've got everything now from um, victim rape shield laws to. Um, victim funds, a lot of this comes out of rape law, of the totally. idea that part of the reason, again, why women don't come forward is because of this attack and the diminishing of character. One of the hopefully silver linings that we can get for this for both men and women is maybe, you know, once he's on the court, if he is confirmed, is, oh my gosh, these are why I'm not going to listen to these arguments about someone's sexual partners or their history 30 years ago or what did they dress and where did they make the guy do something because now unfortunately men are going through a lot of what women had to go through when these cases were originally and that's going to be a last word on this topic here on Strongcast. rachel how can people learn more about you how can people learn more about me you. uh you can find me on twitter at at re trip or by googling my name i am the first result so hopefully it stays that way <laughs> shelby um Gosh, I guess you would say just follow me on Twitter, um, Spartan Shelby 13. Go stay. Spartan. <laughs> Devin? Everyone. Well, I'm always with you, but it's at Devin, D E V O N underscore Bianca, B I A N C A. And that's Dr. Devin. So, <laughs> you know, I enjoyed the conversation. You know, I just, listen, uh, the only thing we can strive to be is fair and better ourselves. Because I've learned this. When you set up, get up every morning and you decide to work on yourself 24 hours a day, the world automatically improves around you. So look at yourself first before you start working on someone else. Good day from the strong cast.